This special bonus episode is called, Do Any Inconsistencies with Jesus Finding His Disciples Sleeping Before He Was Betrayed? This proves that Jesus was betrayed or that he is the Son of God. There are people out there trying to get Christians confused by calling the Bible a book of lies because there are some inconsistencies in it. Then they say that if the Bible is a book of lies, it disproves that Jesus is the Son of God. Is that really true? I believe that God made you with an intelligent mind so that you can hear or read the research for yourself and make up your own mind. I will use the New King James Version of the Bible, also known by the initials NKJV, and internet sources if needed to research the pertinent passages related to Jesus' disciples sleeping before he was betrayed. I will read all those passages and then pull out the portions and paste them together to analyze them more carefully to see if any inconsistencies are significant. There are times that him and he are used within the same Bible verse. So I will put who is speaking and who is being spoken to within brackets if it isn't clear by the context of the Bible. Additionally, I will put my analysis, comments, and opinions within brackets. As that will that way those who would like to look at the research more thoroughly can go to either of these two blogs I felt led to create to post this research. The first is Biblical Proof, and you can find it at https colon double backslash biblical proof. B-I-B-L-I-C-A-L-P-R-O-O-F dot blogspot, B-L-O-G-S-P-O-T dot com. And the other is, do biblical inconsistencies really matter? You have to get to that one at HTTPS colon double backslash biblical inconsistencies, B-I-B-L-I-C-A-L-I-N-C-O-N-S-I-S-T-E-N-C-I-E-S dot blogspot, B-L-O-G-S-P-O-T dot com. The first of these four gospel passages is from Matthew 26, verses 36 through 57, which says, Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane, and the them is his disciples, and said to the disciples, Sit here while I go and pray over there. And he, which is Jesus, took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, James and John, and and he, Jesus, began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he, which is Jesus, said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. He, which is Jesus, went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Then he, which is Jesus, came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, a second time, he, which is Jesus, went away and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. And he, which is Jesus, came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. So he left them, went away again, and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then he came to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? 
Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. And while he, which is Jesus, was still speaking, behold, Judas, one of the twelve, with a great multitude with swords and clubs, came from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now his betrayer had given them a sign, saying, Whomever I kiss, he is the one. Seize him. Immediately he, which is Judas, went up to Jesus and said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. And he kissed Jesus. But Jesus said to him, Friend, why have you come? Then they came and laid hands on Jesus. And, and that's the, the multitude of soldiers. And took him. And suddenly one of those who were with Jesus stretched his hand and drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. But Jesus said to him, put your sword in its place for all who take the sword will perish with by the sword. Or do you not think that I cannot now pray to my father and he will provide me with more than 12 legions of angels? How then could the scriptures be fulfilled that it must happen this? In that hour, Jesus said to the multitudes, have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to take me? I sat with you teaching in the temple and you did not seize me. But all this was done that the scripture of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples forsook him, which was Jesus, and they fled. And those who had laid hold on Jesus led him away to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were assembled. The next gospel passage related to this topic is Mark, from Mark 14, verses 32 through 53. Then they came to a place which was Gethsemane, and he, which is Jesus, said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. And he took Peter, James, and John with him, and he began to be troubled and deeply distressed. Then he, which is Jesus, said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch. He went a little further and fell on the ground and prayed that, it, that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. Then he came and found them sleeping and said to Peter, Simon, are you sleeping? Could you not watch one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, he, which is Jesus, went away and spoke the same words. And when he returned, he found them asleep again, for their eyes were very heavy. And they did not know what to answer. Then he came the third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? It is enough. The hour has come. Behold, the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hand of sinners. Rise and let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. And immediately while he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, with a great multitude with swords and clubs, came from the chief priests and the scribes and the elders. Now his betrayer, which was Judas, had given them a signal, saying, Whomever I kiss, he is the one Seize him and lead him away safely. As soon as he had come, immediately he, Judas, went up to him, Jesus, and said to him, Rabbi, Rabbi, and kissed him. Then they laid their hands on him, which is Jesus, and took him. And one of those who stood by drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to take me? 
I was daily with you in the temple teaching, and you did not seize me. But the scribes must be the scriptures must be fulfilled. Then they all forsook him, and forsook him Jesus, and they fled. Now a certain young man followed him, having a linen cloth thrown around his naked body, and the young man laid hold on him. And he left the linen cloth and fled from them naked, and they led Jesus away to the high priest, and with him were assembled all the chief priests, the elders, and the scribes. Luke twenty-two thirty-nine 39-54 says, Coming out, he, which is Jesus, went to the Mount of Olives, as he was accustomed, and his disciples also followed him. When he came to the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him, and being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. Then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. When he rose up from prayer and had come to his disciples, he found them sleeping from sorrow. Then he said to them, Why do you sleep? Rise and pray, lest you enter into temptation. And while he was still speaking, behold the multitude, and he with him was called Judas, one of the twelve, went before them and drew near to Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said to him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? When those around him saw what was going on to was going to happen, they said to him, which is Jesus, Lord, shall we strike with a sword? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. But Jesus answered and said, Permit even this. And he, which is Jesus, touched his ear and healed him. Then Jesus said to the chief priests, captains of the temple, and the elders who had come to him, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs? When I was with you daily in the temple, you did not seize me. But this is your hour and the power of darkness. Having arrested him, which is Jesus, they led him into the high priest's house, but Peter followed at a distance. John 17, 126 says, Jesus spoke these words. And this is called Jesus's intercessory prayer, or at least that's the, what it says above on my Bible. They, that's what they call it. Okay, Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son may also glorify you as you have given him authority over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the one true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with glory which I had with you before the world was. I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me. And they have kept your word. Now they have known that all things which you have given me are from you. For I have given to them the words which you have given me, and they have received them, and they have known surely that I came forth from you. And they have believed that you have you sent me, and I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those who you have given me, for they are yours. 
and all mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified them. Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to you. Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me, I have kept, and none of them is lost except the son of perdition. And I have this in brackets. Jesus is speaking of Judas Iscariot because I put comments, opinions, analysis, evaluations all in brackets. So if you do read this online, at either of those two blogs, you'll know which are the things I put in there. Okay. I got to backtrack. And none of them is lost except the son of perdition. And Jesus is talking of Judas Iscariot, that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I come to you and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified by the truth. I do not pray for these alone but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which you have given me. For you have loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known that you sent me. And I have declared to them your name and will declare it that the love with which you love me may be in them and I in them. John 18, chapter 18, verses 1 through 13 further says, when Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples over the brook Kidron, where there was a garden which he and his disciples entered. And Judas, who betrayed him, also knew the place, for Jesus often met there with his disciples. Then Judas, having received a detachment of troops and officers from the chief priests and the Pharisees, and the Pharisees came there with lanterns, torches, and weapons. Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that would come upon him, went forward and said to them, Whom are you seeking? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said to him, I am he. And Judas, who betrayed him, also stood with him, them. Now when he said to them, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Um, this is an aside. So when I was doing research for another topic um i read this over and over and over again trying to find out who fell to the ground it wasn't the um the soldiers that fed, fell to the ground it was jesus's disciples then those with him fell to the ground because later at, at different points it'll tell you that they um abandoned him anyway but it was 
the disciples fell to the ground. They were afraid. Okay. Okay. And they drew back and fell to the ground. Then he asked them again, Whom are you seeking? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, I have told you that I am he. Therefore, if you seek me, let these go their way, that they that the saying might be fulfilled which he spoke. Of those whom you gave me, I have lost none. Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. So Jesus said to Peter, Put your sword into the sheath. Shall I not drink the cup which my father has given me? Then the detachment of troops and the captain and the officers of the Jews arrested Jesus and bound him. And they led him away to Annas first, for he was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, who was high priest that year. This is within parenthesis. Where did Jesus go to pray with his disciples before his betrayal? Matthew, and so this is where I copied anything that's pertinent to the part I'm analyzing at the time. And then I pasted here so I can look at all the pertinent parts and make an analysis from that and, and do a better job of it. Matthew 26, 36 through 37 says, Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to the disciples, Sit here while I go and pray over there. And he, which is Jesus, took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, which are James and John. And he, which is Jesus, began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Mark 14, verses 32 through 36, that, 33 says, Then they came to a place which was called Gethsemane. And he, which is Jesus, said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. And he took Peter, James, and John with him. And he began to be troubled and deeply distressed. Luke 22, 39 through 41 says, Coming out, he, which is Jesus, went to the Mount of Olives as he was accustomed, and his disciples also followed him. When he came to the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and prayed. John 18, verse 1 says, When Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples over the brook Hedron, where there was a garden, which he and his disciples entered. Okay, this is within brackets. Both the Gospels of Matthew and Luke are consistent with saying that Jesus took his disciples to Gethsemane and he asked most of them to sit while he, which is Jesus, took James, Peter, and John with them while he prayed. The Gospel of Luke said that Jesus and the disciples went to Mount to the Mount of Olives. John 18.1 says that they were at the brook Kidron where there was a garden. Still within parentheses, I needed to check whether where Gethsemane is in relationship to Kidron Valley and the Mount of Olives to make sure that all four Gospels are referring to the same general place. I found this in the Encyclopedia Britannica at https colon double backslash www.britannica b-r-i-t-a-n-n-i-c-a dot com slash place p-l-a-c-e slash Gethsemane g-e-t-h-s-e-m-a-n-e this is what it said Gethsemane comma Garden across the Kidron Valley on the Mount of Olives. And in parentheses, it says Hebrew Harhazitim. 
um, a mile-long ridge paralleling the eastern part of Jerusalem where Jesus is said to have prayed on the night of his arrest before his crucifixion. The name Gethsemane, okay, it's in parentheses, and it says Hebrew, got shimanim, oil press. I think the meaning of Gethsemane is oil press. And it suggests that the garden was a grove of olive trees in which was located an oil press. And that's the quote from uh, the Britannica, on the online Britannica. These are all located in the same general area, so that's consistent. That was my analysis. Still within brackets, there were, oh no, I said it wrong. Were all the disciples with him when Jesus went to pray prior to his betrayal. The God, and still within parentheses, the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke weren't specific about the names of all of Jesus' disciples that were with him before his betrayal, but the following passages are significant in determining this. And this is the part I haven't read before because I had to go back and find the information, so I pasted it here. John 13, 21 through 30 says, When Jesus had said these things, he was troubled in spirit and testified and said, Most assuredly, I, oh, this is at the Last Supper. So it gives you background information. Most assuredly, I say to you, one of you will be training. Then the disciples looked at one another, perplexed about whom he spoke. Now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. And, and that happened to be John, Apostle John. That's his speaks of himself that way about the, the disciple that Jesus loved. Simon Peter therefore motioned to him, John, to ask who it was of whom he, which is Jesus, spoke. Then leaning back on Jesus' breast, he, which was John, said to him, Lord, who is it? Jesus said, it is he to whom I shall give a piece of bread when I have dipped it. When I have dipped it. And again, and having dipped the bread, he, which is Jesus, gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. Now after the piece of bread, Satan entered him, which was Judas. Then Jesus said to him, which is Judas, what you do, do quickly. But no one at the table knew for what reason he, which is Jesus, said this to him, which is Judas. For some thought, because Judas had the money box, that Jesus had said to him, buy those things we need for the feast. Or that he should give something to the poor. Having received the piece of bread, he, which is Judas, then went out immediately, and it was night. John 18, 1 goes on to say, When Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples over the brook Kidron, where there was a garden which he and his disciples entered. So within, parents, in, within brackets, I have said, it stands to reason that Judas, who was about to betray Jesus, wasn't there throughout the time when Jesus was praying prior to his betrayal. Because Judas had gone to the priests and all and gotten the soldiers. And so it was the other disciples were with Jesus. But it doesn't list all of them by name. Okay. In fact, in John 18... Still within brackets, although I forgot my brackets, so I'm putting them there. In brackets, it says, in fact, in John 18, verses 2 through 3, it says, And Judas, who betrayed him, which was Jesus, also knew the place, for Jesus often met there with his disciples. Then Judas, having received a detachment of troops 
and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees came there with lanterns, torches, and weapons. Uh, I'm sorry, I already said that. In that it says they came there means that they weren't there all along. So I think it's not only logical, but an accurate conclusion from this evidence that Judas was not with the other disciples while Jesus prayed before his betrayal. Betrayal. Again, within brackets, it says, what, if anything, did the disciples do while Jesus prayed prior to his betrayal? Matthew 26, verses 36 through 37 says, Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to the disciples, Sit here while I go and pray over there. And he, which is Jesus, took with him Peter and two sons of Zebedee, which are James and John. And he, which is Jesus, began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Mark 14, 32 through 33 says, Then they came to a place which was called, named Gethsemane. And he, which is Jesus, said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. And he took Peter, James, and John with him, and he began to be troubled and deeply distressed. Luke 22, 39 through 41 says, Coming out. He, which is Jesus, went to the Mount of Olives as he was accustomed, and his disciples also followed him. When he came to the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. He, and he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and prayed. John 18, verse 1 says, When Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples over the book, Kidron, where there was a garden, which he and his disciples entered. In brackets, it says, in the Gospels of Matthew and Mark, Jesus had some of the disciples sit while he took Peter, John, and James with him while he prayed. The Gospel of Luke said that Jesus went a stone's throw from his disciples and knelt down and prayed. While the Gospel of John said that his disciples were with him when when they went over the brook of Kidron, where there was a garden that they entered. Does it matter whether two Gospels don't say that Jesus took Peter, John, and James with him while he prayed? Not really. The point is that Jesus had all his disciples, except for Judas Iscariot, there with him while he prayed. Whether some of them were a stone's throw away and others were close by or whether they were all together. Those are not significant issues. Okay, the next question within brackets says, what happened when Jesus prayed? Matthew 26, 39 through 46 says, and he, which is Jesus, went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Then he, which is Jesus, came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, what, could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again a second time, he, which is Jesus, went away and prayed, saying, O oh, my Father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. And he, which is Jesus, came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. So he left them, went away again, and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then he came to his disciples and said to them, are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hand of cinder. Rise, let us be going, see my betrayers at hand. 
Mark 14, 37 through 41 says, Then he, which is Jesus, said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch. He went a little further and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. Then he came and found them sleeping and said to Peter, Simon, are you sleeping? Could you not watch one hour? Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, he went away and spoke the same words. And when he returned, he found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy and they did not know what to answer him. Then he came the third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? It is enough, for the hour has come. Behold, the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hand, hands of sinners. Luke 22, verses 41 through 46 says, And he, which is Jesus, was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. Then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Then he rose up from prayer and had come to his disciples. He found them sleeping from sorrow. Then he, which is Jesus, said to them, Why do you sleep? Rise and pray, lest you enter into temptation. John 17, verses 1 through 26 says, Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son, that your son also may glorify you, as you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have glorified you on the earth. The earth, I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O oh Father, glorify me together with yourself with the glory which I had with you before the world was. I manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of the world. They were yours, you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they have known that all things which you have given me are from you. For I have given to them the words which you have given me, and they have received them, and they have known surely that I came forth from you. And they have believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. And all mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to you, Holy Father. Keep them through your name, those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me, I have kept, and none of them is lost except the son of perdition. And Jesus is speaking of Judas Iscariot. That the scripture might be fulfilled, but now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, and they may have my joy. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they had, they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. 
As you sent me into the world, I have also sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they may also be sanctified by the truth. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. As you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they may also be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one. I in them and you in me, and that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved me as, as and have loved them as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which you have given me, for you have loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known that you sent me. And I have declared to them your name. I will declare it that the love which, with which you love me may be in them and I in them. Okay, within brackets. Within brackets. Are any inconsistencies significant within these four passages about what happened while Jesus was praying? The passages... In the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke are all pretty consistent. And Jesus is asking God the Father if the cup of his impending death on the cross could be taken from him. But he wanted not his will, but God the Father's will to be done. In the Gospel of John, Jesus is praying that he, which is Jesus, glorifies God his Father. And that God would protect Jesus' disciples from the evil one and to sanctify them by God's truth. Since John doesn't mention the same thing, does it mean that Jesus didn't ask God the Father to remove the cup from him, but not Jesus' will, but God's will be done? In that, the Gospel of John says that Jesus prayed that he would glorify God as Father and for God to protect his disciples from the evil one and to sanctify them. By God's truth doesn't mean that Jesus didn't pray this. Well, Jesus could have prayed for all of it, but it wasn't all recorded. Remember, three of the Gospels recorded that some of the disciples fell asleep, so that may not have been heard. They may not have heard it all. Also within brackets. Additionally, in that the Gospel of John doesn't record that Jesus found his disciples sleeping, doesn't disprove that the disciples fell asleep while Jesus prayed. They had the Last Supper with Jesus that evening and heard that Jesus say that he would be betrayed by one of them afterward. They walked to the garden and were there while Jesus prayed. According, I got on the internet, and according to www.enotes.com, it is a little over a mile walk from the upper room where they had the Last Supper to get to the Garden of Gethsemane. So it's understandable that some of the disciples might have been tired and dozed off while Jesus was praying. Regardless, either way, it isn't significant enough to disprove that Jesus found his disciples sleeping while he prayed before he was betrayed, nor does it disprove that Jesus is the Son of God. You will find out if you watch this brief video by J. Warner Wallace, an L.A. cold case detective, who tells that witnesses rarely report things exactly the same way. The name of this 
um, video is were the gospels written by eyewitnesses and you can find that at https colon double backslash www.youtube.com slash watch w-a-t-c-h question mark lowercase b equals sign lowercase i s lowercase i capital o lowercase C, lowercase v, capital L, lowercase y, capital K, lowercase u, capital E, lowercase k. As a 3 minute and 27 second video, in my opinion, this video is really worth watching because it clarifies so many things about the inconsistencies in the gospel recordings, but these are deemed accurate because that's how witnesses share things and, and since he's a cold case detective and has been for lots and lots of years he knows um and the next question within brackets is now let's examine when jesus announces to his disciples that he's about to be betrayed to see if there are any significant inconsistencies matthew 26 45 through 46 says then he came to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise and let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. Mark 14, verses 41 through 42 says, Then he came the third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? It is enough. The hour has come. Behold, the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayers at hand. Luke 22:45-46 says, when he rose from the prayer and had come to his disciples, he found them sleeping from sorrow. Then he, which is Jesus, said to them, why do you sleep? Rise and pray, lest you enter into temptation. John 18, verses 1-2 through two says, when Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples over the brook Kidron, where there was a garden which he and his disciples entered. And Judas, who betrayed him, also knew the place for Judas, for Jesus often met there with his disciples. Within brackets, I have the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke are pretty consistent. Although the Gospel of John doesn't record in this portion of the passage that Jesus announces his betrayal before it happens, John tells how Jesus announced it at the Last Supper so that, so this inconsistency isn't significant. John 13, 21 through 30 says, when Jesus had said these things, this is the quote I gave you before from the Last Supper, but I'm going to share it with you again. When Jesus had said these things, he was troubled in spirit and testified and said, most assuredly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. Then the disciples looked at one another, perplexed about whom he spoke. Now there was one leaning on Jesus's bosom, that was John, one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. Simon Peter therefore motioned to him, which was John, to ask who it was of whom he, which is Jesus, spoke. Then leaning back on Jesus' breast, he, which was John, said to him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, It is he of whom I shall give a piece of bread when I have dipped it. And having dipped the bread, he, which is Jesus, gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. Now after the piece of bread, Satan entered him, which was Judas. Then Jesus said to him, which is Judas, what do you, 
what you do, do quickly. But no one at the table knew for what reason he, which is Jesus, said this to him, which was, is Judas. For some thought, because Judas had the money box that Jesus had said to him, buy those things we need for the feast. Or that he should have something, he should give something to the poor. Having received the piece of bread, he which is Judas then went out immediately, and it was night. And the next question I'm analyzing is, are there any inconsistencies about how Judas betrays Jesus? Matthew 26, verses 47 through 50 says, And while he, which is Jesus, was still speaking, behold, Judas, one of the twelve, with great multitudes, with swords and clubs, came from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now his betrayer had given them a sign, saying, Whomever I kissed, he is the one. Seize him. Immediately he, which is Judas, went up to Jesus and said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him, which is Jesus. But Jesus said to him, Friend, why have you come? Then they came and laid hands on Jesus and took him. Mark 14, verses 43 through 46 says, And immediately while he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, with a great multitude with swords and clubs, came from the chief priests and the scribes and the elders. Now his betrayer, which is Judas, had given them a signal, saying, Whomever I kiss, he is the one. Seize him and lead him away safely. As soon as he had come, immediately he, which is Judas, went up to him, which is Jesus, and said to him, Rabbi, Rabbi, and kissed him. Then they laid their hands on him, which is Jesus, and took him. Luke 22 through 40, 47 through 48 says, And while he, which is Jesus, was still speaking, behold, a multitude. And he was called Judas. One of the twelve went before them and drew near to kiss to Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said to him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? John 18, verses 4 through 9 says, And Judas, who betrayed him, often knew the place where Jesus often met there with his disciples. Then Judas, having received a detachment of troops and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, came there with lanterns, torches, and weapons. Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that would come upon him, went forward and said to them, Whom are you seeking? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Nazareth. Jesus said to them, I am he. And Judas, who betrayed him, also stood with them. Now when he said to them, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Remember, that's the disciples. Then he asked them again, Whom are you seeking? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, I have told you I am he. Therefore, if you seek me, let these go their way that the same might be fulfilled which he spoke, of those whom you gave me I have lost none. Within brackets, it says, the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke are all consistent that Judas made arrangements with the multitudes with swords, clubs, lanterns, torches, weapons, and weapons to seize Jesus, the one Judas kisses. The Gospel of John says that Judas had received a detachment of troops and led them to Jesus, but it says nothing about Judas kissing Jesus as a signal. Does that mean that Judas didn't kiss Jesus as a signal to the truth to seize Jesus? No, the three Gospels were very consistent about that. Often some of the Gospel writers don't tell all of what has already been recorded, but they add additional information that wasn't in the others. 
whether or not this is the case, it isn't really significant as to whether Judas betrayed Jesus by kissing him or not. What is significant is that all four Gospels clearly spell out that Judas Iscariot did betray Jesus to the troops he brought with him so that they could seize Jesus and take him away. That is evidenced by the following passages. Matthew 26, 50, verses 50 through 57 says, But Jesus said to him, Friend, why have you come? Then they came and laid hands on Jesus and took him. And suddenly one of those who were with Jesus stretched his hand and drew his sword, struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. But Jesus said to him, Put your sword in its place, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Or do you think that I cannot now pray to my father and he will provide me with more than 12 legions of angels? How then could the scriptures be fulfilled that it must happen thus? In that hour, Jesus said to the multitudes, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to take me? I sat with you. I sat daily with you, teaching in the temple, and you did not seize me. But all this was done that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then the disciples forsook him, which is Jesus. That's the, the passage that lets you know. And the other one where they said they fell down, is they fell down and, you know, that they left him. They were afraid and they left him. Oh. It says, this whole thing says that. Then all the disciples forsook him, which is Jesus, and fled. And those who had laid hold of Jesus led him away to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were assembled. Mark 14, verses 46, 46, sorry. Mark 14, verses 46 through 53 says, Then they laid their hands on him, which is Jesus, and took him. And one of those who stood by drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to take me? I was daily with you in the temple teaching, and you did not seize me. But the scriptures must be fulfilled. Then they all forsook him, which is Jesus, and fled. Now a certain young man followed him, having a linen cloth thrown about his naked body, and the young man, the young men laid hold on him. And he left a linen cloth thrown around his naked body. And the young, and I am so sorry. And the young men laid hold on him and he left the linen cloth and fled from them naked. And they led Jesus away to the high priest. And with him were assembled all the chief priests, the elders, and the scribes. Now, this is an aside. I didn't really analyze that in the other things because whether there was another person with Jesus and he fled with his cloak, they pulled his, grabbed his cloak and he fled naked. That really isn't pertinent to whether Judas betrayed Jesus and whether the disciples were sleeping and whether Jesus is the Son of God. So I didn't really address any of that because it's not. Luke 22, verses 49 through 54 says, When those around him saw what was going to happen, they said to him, which is Jesus, Jesus, Lord, shall we strike with the sword? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. But Jesus answered and said, Permit even this. And he, which is Jesus, touched his ear and healed him. Then Jesus said to the chief priests, captains of the temple and the elders who had come with him, have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs? 
When I was with you daily in the temple, you did not try to seize me, but this is your hour and the power of darkness. Having arrested him, which is Jesus, they led him into the high priest's house, but Peter followed at a distance, which also tells that the other ones had left. John 18, verses 8 through 13 says, Jesus answered, I have told you that I am he. Therefore, if you seek me, let these go their way that the same might be fulfilled which he spoke. Of those whom you gave me, I have lost none. Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. So Jesus said to Peter, put your sword into the sheath. Shall I not drink the cup which my father has given me? Then the detachment of the troops and the captains and the officers of the Jews arrested Jesus and bound him, and they led him away to Annas first, for he was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, who was the high priest that year. Within brackets, I have prior to the soldiers taking Jesus away after Judas betrayed him, one of the disciples took a sword and cut off the ear of the high priest's servant. In the, in the Gospel of John, it was recorded that the high priest's servant was Malchus and that Peter was the one who cut off his ear with a sword. The Gospel of Luke had that Jesus touched the servant the severed ear and healed it. This is an excellent example of how some of the gospel writers add additional information to what has already be, been recorded in the other gospels. And they're all pretty, very consistent about what happened, but this additional information was put in those from, was recorded in those two gospels. Again, within brackets, there is nothing in, any of these passages that disprove that Jesus is the Son of God, in fact, there are lots of things that corroborate that Jesus is the Son of God. In addition to Jesus foretelling his own betrayal, who would betray him, his death and resurrection all before they had happened, but all this additional proof in the Gospel of John. John 17, verse 1 says, Um, Jesus spoke these words, lifted us up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son, that your son may also glorify you. John 17, verse 5 says, And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I ha had with you before the world was. So that's saying Jesus. And the first one is saying that Jesus is God's son. And the second passage I just shared with you is saying that, that Jesus was with God before the world was. John 17, verse 8 says, For I have given to them the words which you get, have given me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came forth from you, and they have believed that you sent me. John 17, 11 says, Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world. And that's talking about the disciples are in the world. And I come to you, Holy Father, keep them through your name, those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are. So he's saying, God the Father and he are one. John 17, verses 19 through 20 says, I do not pray for these alone but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. So 
one in us. He's the unit of God the Father. And God the Son. They don't mention God the Holy Spirit here, but that's total unit of God. John 17, verse 24 says that they may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which you have given me, for you love me before the foundation of the world. Was it saying that God loved Jesus before the world was even founded, created, and so he God's son. And within brackets, it says, don't let people confuse you and tell you that inconsistencies in the Bible disprove that Jesus is the son of God. As you can see, there were no significant inconsistencies in these passages. Sure, there were slight differences in how people worded things, or some people give more detail and some people give fewer detail, or some people only add details that weren't in the other Gospels. But there are people that say these inconsistencies are lies and they try to twist things around like and try to get people to lose their faith in Jesus Christ our Savior. But you will use your intelligent brains to decide not to fall prey to the to their disciple deceitful action. Remember John 3, 16, verses 16 through uh, 21 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. And that this is a condemnation that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does not, who, but he who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. Remember. That God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are our light. We need to focus on them and not let people try to deceive us and twist things around and confuse us. We need to follow the light of Jesus Christ, our Savior. I want you to know that since this is an example of the positive influence God has made on my life through the Bible, this podcast that I shared with you may not reflect all of the whole meaning of the Bible verses and passages I have shared. They're just how this particular Bible verse or passage related to my life and how it makes the Bible more personal to me in my daily walk with Christ. Thank you for joining us at Relate to the Bible. I look forward to you joining us next time where you will hear more examples of how you can relate the Bible in ways that are especially meaningful to you.